0: on Cooler, why you look like a stunt double for Axel Foley?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is where I will insert the uh, Beverly Hills Cop.
0: ( advertisements) ( swallowed)
1: Put the banana ( disturbs) (laughs) in the tailpipe.
0: What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aren't they making like a a sequel situation? Or right? I don't know. I just know the those movies are gold, and I, I I say my childhood very loosely because you know obviously us being 90s babies. Beverly around.
1: Hills Cop 4, everything we know so far, yeah, it's in pre-production. I think it's going straight to Netflix. Me, which I mean that's not entirely bad. Oh, Okay,
0: 1984. So yeah, they did come out. The first one did come out before we were born in 84. Okay, just make sure. But it was you know it was riding on that wave of the cusp of early 90s late 80s type of, yeah. type of feel to it because I mean it still stands at time in terms of good action right. comedy so. um, but yeah my bad my bad
1: nah this is this would be the, the precursor to the to the duo <laughs> intro music I love it Episode one oh one of the Duo Sports, <laughs> Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. I love I love that show by you the way. <laughs> I have a partner when I can't tell no one else. So you isolate yourself when there's nobody. Okay, that's 101 The show. If y'all don't know, y'all don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my wife she watches she watches rewatches that like almost every other year or every year and so yeah and i never i never watched it growing up but my sister loved this so always you know caught a piece of it cuz i couldn't yeah. stand uh i couldn't stand flex when i was a kid but now i grown grown to I've it's grown a
1: to- uh, it's a black comedy classic yeah. uh yeah. A low key one of the will. yeah a blastic if you will episode 101 of the duo sports and stuff podcast my name is Epps, joined by my ace my guy my best friend best man Dane Beasley Dane how you doing man we are uh, recording this early saturday morning uh had to shuffle the schedule schedule <laughs> around on both yeah. of our ends uh how you doing the,
0: bro this is this is not the first time that uh yeah. one one or if not more of my offspring decided to pull up and say I know y'all had something to do, but uh, <laughs> kind of feel disrespected me not being accounted for. So, yeah, I think I come trying to remember back to the very first time that that I had to utter those words. Something I, I can't remember what it was with Langston. Maybe he was sick or something. And yeah, had to reach or something. But this time, those two, those two dudes, they were like, you know, Joy and Josiah. They was like, yeah, we gonna be up. Yeah, like we we gonna be up up. And, like, and this was this was a day that i had like to physically get up and go to work so normally you know you're gonna average about two or three hours of sleep and i'm good to go take lengths to school head to work and it was about 30 minutes of sleep they decided they was going to do the full so didn't get to record still had to go to work mm-hmm. <laughs> so like,
1: like if yeah. you if you got twins trying to be all up in your video
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the duo
1: podcast on the duo podcast <laughs> It happens, man. I love oh, man. it. I, love I
0: appreciate it. appreciate your grace, man. Not even like grace, because it's not even a question. Like it, it, it was just like, oh yeah, you know, we good. we can we can yeah. to another day. As
1: so. as, as always, man. Yeah. Family first, and you know, um, you know, we can hop I on and record. First. <laughs> 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 Says the family man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we're in this thing, recording episode one hundred and one. Um, what we got on tap for y'all this episode? We'll talk about. Uh, the John Morant situation um, in the NFL. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson and what's going on with his uh, franchise tag and what that means and what's going on in NFL. Um, it it's kind of a good thing for this next story, Dane, that we uh, recorded a little later because the uh, Chicago Bears traded the first round pick to the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that. Um, dive a little bit into the combine. We talked about, you know, people to look out for last week before the combine started Um, see who kind of helped their draft stock so to speak Um, and then of course in our nerdy news segment we'll talk about the uh, penultimate episode of the last of us episode 8 as well as some news in the uh, daredevil uh, show so yeah Um, first things first uh, since we've last recorded there's been a lot going on we haven't covered the NBA. There a few hiccups. Yeah, yeah. A few hiccups. We haven't uh recorded or excuse me, talked about the NBA much, but um this story obviously grabbed a lot of headlines. Um and kind of like a timeline of what I can remember off top with uh Memphis Grizzly Star.
0: Back to 1984.
1: John Morant is like he had a couple reports coming out two of them that stood stood out in my mind you know how mm-hmm. stuff are leaked in sources and rumors yeah. one in particular was him having some kind of basketball game um in his at his house and mm-hmm. pulling a gun on like a 16 17 year old <laughs> that was one instance another was his mom was either at finish line or some food uh, food uh, foot some shoe food. store some
0: athletic shoe store athletic shoe store
1: <laughs> and his mom supposedly called him, and he pulled up with like him and his whole crew. Um, and then so we saw these rumors, and with the the facade that a lot of people in the in on social media in the media world kind of have seen the Memphis Grizzlies team as a whole as like kind of these new kids on the block slash outcasts, outcasts enforcers, if you will, bad boys. Uh, bad boys, exactly, exactly. That's a great point. Um, and then we got a IG live of John Morant in a strip club, um, where he's kind of flaunting uh like this little pistol. <laughs> little miniature um, water pistol. Yeah. Uh and so since then the uh Memphis Grizzlies have uh quote unquote they're they're not calling it a suspension, but I mean it kind of is, but they, they have him stepping away from the team. At first they said two games. Uh, it's been extended to four games. Since then, John Morant and Nike have made a statement. Um, which, which I'm gonna ask you about. He, I don't know if he saw the statement, but I, and I don't have it in front of me. But it was uh, it kind of sounded like a mental health kind of a, a address. Like he uh, I, let me try to find it. Real yeah, quick.
0: I, I read it and I was like. First thing I was like, all right, whatever, just bull crap. Like
1: So John Morant said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Um so yeah, I first it's it's so many things I want to address. One he is in the city of Memphis and you being of a high, a high caliber star in the NBA flaunting a weapon at a strip club, basically announcing your location after what we've seen and what we've continued to see over the past few years and beyond with high profile rappers and people in that entity getting gunned down. Like, one in broad daylight. Um I'm thinking of Young Dolph. I. Uh, it's I just don't understand why you would put yourself in that position. Um I don't understand who you're trying to impress. And I'll let you take it from here, but it seems like to me he has had the mentality of being with I'm not I'm not blaming it on the crowd he's with, but it seems like he is the head of a crowd that he continues to try to impress and still affiliate with and not give up. And he didn't even grow up like in the like he didn't grow up with in the trenches. In the trenches like with a bad living situation, you know what I'm saying? Like he lived But it just seems like he's trying to appease a lot of people around him and not understanding how important and how critical his position is in the NBA. He's only 23. Um, he has like this mentality right now where I don't understand how he cannot see this as a serious situation. Seeing like with everything that's going on over the past few days, Dan, what do you think?
0: Mm. A few things come to mind, obviously because the situation still hasn't reached any depths of fatality or or self-inflicted, stupid, blunt force, blood-associated traumas yet, right? So I feel at this point it's, it's necessary and okay for me to make jokes about this. Here's what I think, Deontay. There is nothing wrong from coming from where you're coming from, getting to where you're going, remembering where you came from to keep where you're going. But the moment you try to act like or be something that you're not or flex a lifestyle that you're that you haven't just for the sake of pleasing some other people, you know how weird that is? I'm going to be I'm going to do something so stupid to impress a whole bunch of strangers on the internet. You know how stupid that is? But again, it, it's water under the bridge. Thankfully it's nothing, you know, dangerous happening. And it's not even so much as, you know, oh my God, you guys are Danny Deontay. you're acting like a bunch of squares. No, it's it's not even about that. We, we we have we've come up from very humble beginnings as well. Um granted we didn't have it super bad, but we know we know what we know what a struggle looks like, and we're thankful for the, the parents and the surroundings that we had. Now we ain't had no John Morant athletic ability, <laughs> but we've seen, we have watched with our own two eyes, uh, athletes, shoot, former, you know, classmates to have athletic ability that, that could take them to the next level, but just gotten involved and kept getting involved with the wrong stuff. And, there's one thing if you're getting involved with that type of stuff and you're getting away from it. But it's another thing if you've never been involved with that type of stuff and you're getting involved with it. I don't know John Morant personally, so I can't speculate on it. But when this all first started happening, I got to take it back to clean. It reminded me of a song by one of our R.I.P. by Lone Star. A studio Gangster. And he talks about, you know, rappers, rappers and artists that, you know, flex and talk about a lifestyle that they don't live. And misleading a lot of people. And that's what it reminded me of. And again, this is—I don't know him. I don't know his background. I don't know if he was from those trenches and he was—you know—he was about that in, in all short. Because, quite frankly, we've we've known a few people that there's no way that you were about that and come to find out. Oh, wait—you have two parent household. You don't live in a rough part of a neighborhood, but you definitely get involved. You 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 get in that action. So, I mean, I—I I mean, I, I get it, but I don't know him, so I can't speak on it. But there's a level of maturity that has to come from. Uh, him bumping his head these, you know, several times just because he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, he might not aspire to be a role model. Unfortunately, with the hand that he's dealt, uh, with the, what he looks like, the, the age and the age and demographic that follows him very closely. That's just what it is. Unfortunately, they don't ask for a, a lot of these guys don't ask to be role models, but these are the shoes that they step into. And this is the, the responsibility that comes with it. So yeah. I don't I, I'm glad it's nothing that, you know, dangerous. I mean silly. Little ass gun you flashing in the club. Like, come on, man. We all seen players club. We know how to end it, dude, bring a gun in the club. Like this.
1: He's he's playing a dangerous game. Like you like those those other two instances that I mentioned before this Mm -hmm. one in particular, one pulling a gun on supposedly allegedly pulling a gun on a 16, 16 year old. Say if that was true. Save the incident at the finish somewhere. line Exactly, the finish line he incident Was true moves. The security guard, right, might have somebody Like, alright I I, I I, can't do anything, but I, I know somebody that does Right, <laughs> and same with the teenager If these allegations are true Right Coming back to the city you're in, you're in Memphis Like, we've seen over the past few years How that city works um, And it's It's not an ideal situation if you are a star athlete, if you are out in the public on a day-to-day basis.
0: But basically, you you start pulling those type of stuff. Somebody going to pull you to the side
1: and G check you and test and you. That and ain't test you.
0: and that ain't the kind of thing you want, especially when it's it. It, it is around the environment of the circumstance of firearms or territory and things like that. So that's hopefully yeah. he gets it right. But again, I, do have I would a, kind of. I blew it off when he said, you know, essentially it was implied that, you know, to give my mental health and affairs. I'm like, come on, man. Just, come on, man. Yeah. I, again, I don't know him, so he maybe, maybe he is going to something, so maybe I, I need to check myself and my motives and what I'm thinking. But it's like
1: – I do have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? So how much of a role do you think – you know, his, his dad is at his mm-hmm. games courtside. Right. How much of a step-in role – I mean, obviously – I I would think everyone should feel like his dad should step in and make, you know, the difference. And we don't know how the household dynamic works. Right. Um, But a point that I saw or heard about was like, Ja is the breadwinner at this point in his family and essentially quote unquote, the head at the table. Right. So where does that line draw where like, Hey, I'm your daddy slash hey i'm your mom i'm somebody that you should look up to and listen to and then the other side where hey i'm i'm the one that brought us on jostad i'm the one that brought us to where we exactly they coming to see me exactly i think
0: at this point someone that has any more and i say more very lightly someone that has even half Three more brain cells than John Moran has has to be able to step in. and Like, hey, man, what the hell, bro? Like, let's, you know, there's a standard that we have to maintain. And this is assuming this is someone talking to him that has everything to lose with him, you know, being stupid. And, you know, they lose their meal ticket. Hey, man, like, look, don't mess it up for the rest of us. Somebody's got to be that person that's not a yes man, that's capable of having a man to man talk with him. Like, dude, like, you're tweaking right now. Let's, let's just get this thing back in order, because we in the NBA we we have watched it play out so many times, so many, and it's a breath of fresh air to see most of them. See, for most, for the most part, a lot of the veterans that have been in John Moran's shoes before go on record and say, "Hey, like I've been you, like clean it up, like get it together, like because what you don't want to do is ruin this opportunity." And of course, unfortunately, you have a very very few of them that come out and say, "Oh man." this... I understand what he's going through. I had to, I had to carry a gun on me too. Mm-hmm. i like, oh, okay, whatever. I, come on now. It just all depends what he wants to do, what his career endeavors are. Does he want to go down as one of the greatest, one of the greatest, or this generation star, or just another guy that almost could have, should have, would have, did a, but didn't? So
1: yeah, we'll know. see uh, how. I don't. I don't personally. I don't see him coming back this season. Um, but who knows what could happen at this point? Um, Can
0: happen?
1: could happen. He nuts, he nup, he
0: nup. Uh, he nup, he nut he nup. Whoa. Uh, I got
1: the he like the way. Yeah, I am not playing today.
0: Oh my gosh. I got the he like the way. Yeah, I am not playing today. Oh my gosh.
1: Switching over to the NFL, Dane. uh, We talk about Lamar Jackson a lot over these past few episodes. Um, we got free agency coming up this this coming week on Wednesday. And the Baltimore Ravens gave the non-exclusive tag to Lamar Jackson. As we know, there have been going on in a long contract dispute with Lamar Jackson, who doesn't have an agent, as we mentioned a lot of times before. Lamar... Um believes he deserves the max, specifically more than what Deshaun Watson got last year. And
0: resetting the we, market, right?
1: Exactly. And we talked about it last episode how the Deshaun Watson kind of contract kind of threw everything in a loop with the owners. Very upset that the Cleveland Browns gave him that contract. And I think unfortunately it has kind of trickled down to this Lamar Jackson situation. Um, but to get to more current uh the more current news in this situation, mm-hmm. Ravens gave Lamar Jackson a non exclusive tag, which I believe gives makes him uh getting paid thirty two million dollars, thirty two point eight, something like that. Which is very, very funny because the Giants just re-signed Daniel Jones to forty million a year. So if you're Lamar Jackson at this point, you're like, oh. I'm getting paid less than than that guy. Than that <laughs> guy over there. With something. Right. And so with this non-exclusive franchise tag, which I just learned about what it exactly means, Dane, which. Mm. He's basically a free agent now and any team that wants to sign him can sign him to offer sheet. The Ravens have a chance to match it. If they don't, the team that signed him has to offer up two first round picks. When the Ravens came out and said that they were going to franchise tag the Ravens. Immediately, it was information leaked that there were a couple teams that weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Miami Dolphins, Washington Commanders, Las Vegas Raiders. Three of those teams, in my opinion. The Falcons need a quarterback. Right now, they have Desmond Ritter as their starter. Uh, Washington Commanders need a quarterback. Right now, Sam Howell is slated to be the starter. Las Vegas Raiders need a quarterback. Um, they just let Derek Cargo who who went on to sign with the Saints. But how in the world, Dane, and I'm I'm giving you the 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 way to Braun Oop here, or you know what I'm saying? The way to Braun Oop, how in the world, if your team that needs a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson, one of the most dynamic, if not the most dynamic quarterback that we've seen in the last decade, right? MVP, former MVP. Why aren't you signing him?
0: Well, Deontay, that alley-oop that you spoke of it wasn't a basketball. It was a tin foil do rag, and I caught it midair. All right, Hit one of these. Hang, 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 hang. <laughs> and I'm putting it on my head. Tin foil do rag on, Deontay. This looks like piss falling from the sky, and they're trying to tell me that it's rain. That's that's what it was like. And you know what, Deontay, the worst part about it, a lot of people don't got the umbrellas.
1: So they just getting hit with piss.
0: And, and then their nose is closed, so they can't smell it and tell it is piss. And, of course, whoever's been pissing, been drinking a lot of water, it doesn't look yellow. So it, it's, it's they they telling you it's raining, but it's actually piss. This does not look good, Deontay. One, it sucks because here are the Ravens. Call it what you when we know it's a business. It is what it is. They're showing – my first thought was like, all right, I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to show you exactly why you're the player and I'm the front office. That's the first vibe that I got. The second vibe, and I was like, oh, this is going to blow up in y'all's face because somebody's going to pick this dude up. And I really hope it's neither one of the teams that are in my, di- in my division that need a quarterback. Obviously, based on the commentary that I've spelled and stood by for a very long time, my team also needs a quarterback, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there anyways for <laughs> no team in the nfc east to want this guy on their team and i don't know it seemed like everybody's on the same what the same wavelength same thought process as if something let me, in let me
1: butt in. <laughs> just joe brown voice <laughs> sounds like collusion to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me let me get this straight you have a quarterback that's a former MVP. And you can't tell me that he, outside of two injuries and him carrying the team on his back for so many years that he can't find a suitor to play some football, sounds like a crackhead move to me. Anywho, it's it looks and smells like collusion. Now, of course, me, Dane Beast, I can't prove that. A lot of people are not gonna be able to prove that. Much like the other instances the NFL colluded in prevented things from moving forward. But what we can say, tangibly, that this is a dynamic player. This isn't some middle of the pack. Quarterback. This is a dynamic player. And unfortunately, we want to a lot of people want to think about the Deshaun Watson deal first. But the first deal that comes to mind for me was the Kirk Cousins deal. When he got them big-ass guaranteed contracts, and it's like, he started this. So Kirk, this is your fault. This is your media mediocre ass fault. This is your fault. And then again, I I I'm on we're on wax talking about you know the player the disgusting, or no, the player that is, but also the disgusting person that Deshaun Watson is. And, you know, we don't, I mean, I can't speak for Deontay, but I love player empowerment. I love when players get paid, but that one was like, it had me scratching my head. I'm like, bro, dude, they done nothing in years. And then he got all this other baggage off the field from being a freaking predator. So, and then he gets the bag like this, a guaranteed bag. This, and as much as you want to celebrate an NFL player getting a fully guaranteed contract, that was that, had me torn because I'm like, I, don't, I ain't trying to celebrate. I ain't trying to celebrate, dude, getting that right. like that. But this is the perfect opportunity. You have an upstanding citizen, a, a great story behind Lamar Jackson, and this is somebody you want to have that fully guaranteed contract. But it's unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, this is just not an, another opportunity yet again. Even though he's already proven that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and at one point, the best player in the league, yeah. receiving it or. He's if, most valued player in the league, and that's me, and, and, that.
1: and that's the thing. Like, if I'm an owner, I'm not. I, I'm trying to win, dog. I'm trying to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, and say, that, if I'm that, an that,
0: owner, I'm a capitalist, and I'd be damned if a player tries to tell me that I'm going to pay them everything that they're owed. You're going to get sixty-five to seventy-five percent of what you might want, and I'm going to have full creative control. So if you start slipping, I don't know, or playing average, or I don't know, if the league starts catching up to you, I'm cutting loose. But that's crazy to me, Deontay. That's There's, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And franchise and quarterbacks do not grow on trees, bro.
1: That's yeah. We always say it. You get you got a great quarterback. You keep, you do everything you can to keep him. And that's why I don't see Lamar Jackson playing another down for the Baltimore Ravens under this. million a year. There's no way if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm stepping on the field. I played the entire season until I got hurt under, you know, one-year deal or essentially my last year in the contract, right? I played. I risked myself. I ended up getting hurt, right? And in my mind, I didn't want to play those last six games because, like, you guys haven't shown me that you want to keep me. And it's still the same sentiment I'm seeing here with this 32 million a year.
0: Implied that he needed to, you know, everybody plays through injuries. Yeah. And I was like, bro, if you don't sit, man, you sprained your ankle while you were giving that interview. Like, sit down somewhere. It's one injury (laughs) prone player to another. The one thing you got to understand is players have to take care of themselves. And we already know that there is a lot going on in the backgrounds with a lot of these NFL teams forcing or intimidating or implying that either you play or you're out of here, even through catastrophic Tears, broken bones, situate like it's, it's unnecessary. But this is just this is just gonna have to be what it is, do, unfortunately.
1: Do you see a
0: team going after him? I would like to, Deontay. I, I would I'd be able to tell you more after draft day. But I don't have very, very much hope about the Ravens doing right by him because they haven't done right by him ever since he's been on the rookie deal. They, nope. look at the crap they I'm sorry. Look at the quality of players they've put around him. And this is not a diss to any of the players. It's a diss to the the, the front office. You can be responsible for one of the most consistent building one of the most consistent defenses year in and year out. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have, I guess you could say the Jets. And now you can say the the Baltimore Ravens have consistently always put together a solid defense. Always. One thing is gonna one thing is gonna be bad. It's not gonna be the defense. But they've never shown the the mental fortitude and willingness to put offensive players around these guys are, that are going to raise the level of, of play. And your best your best option, your number one option, cannot be your tight end if there's nothing else that you can you know resort to. Not everybody's Patrick Mahomes. We understand that that's that's the, that's the case for Patrick Mahomes this year. His number one option is the tight end. That can't be the case for Lamar Jackson because he's not Patrick Mahomes, and that's not a diss. That's just saying there is. One of one in the entire NFL who, again, still doesn't know how to identify and understand what a quality quarterback looks like. There's one of one that is capable of having a a number one as a tight end. And 31 other teams, that's not the case. I have no hope, but I hope, (laughs) I have no hope, but I hope it works
1: out. And on that note, you had mentioned about the Ravens surrounding Lamar Jackson with talent. And that's what the Bears just did uh, yesterday, trading the number one pick. Uh, Let me get the actual breakdown. Um, The Bears have traded the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft, this year's draft, to the Carolina Panthers. Mm. In return for the top pick, the draft, Chicago received Carolina's number nine in 61 picks, a first rounder in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Um, So now, on the Chicago side, before we get over to Carolina, like you mentioned about the Ravens trying to surround, um, needing to surround Lamar Jackson with talent, there was a lot of questions to whether Justin Fields would get traded, you know, with C.J. Stroud in the draft, Bryce Young. But a lot of people insisted, and I kind of agree with Justin Fields. I think we kind of talked about it as well, Justin Fields, Kept the Bears in a lot of games this season. We agreed that we needed he needed to improve on his passing. Um, The Bears have surrounded him now with D.J. Moore, Chase Claypool in the draft or in that trade with the Steelers um, midseason. They have uh, Mooney, their other receiver, Mooney Cole commit Khalil Herbert in the backfield. Um, Now, I feel like I feel like all they need to do is kind of solidify that offensive line in the Bears. Um, look like they could be somewhat formidable in the NFC North. Um but that's that's what you want to do, right? You give your star quarterback the weapons around to be successful. And um and the interesting part of this Dane on the other side with Carolina trading up, um they were infatuated with your boy CJ Stroud um during the oh, uh pregame or excuse me, the yeah. combine. And <laughs> It seems as though he would be the overall, first overall pick over Bryce Young, who oddly enough did not throw during the combine. I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. But what do you think of the trade overall?
0: Fantastical. The the beautiful thing, the reason why the article that I put in our notes, the reason why I use that article is because of the man of the hour, general manager, Ryan. And they had the they had the fresh fade on the pitch. I'm like. A brother. A brother.
1: If you all don't know, he's a brother. Yeah.
0: So it's like, thank you for telling everybody and showing everybody, regardless of what caliber quarterback you have, whether you are the best quarterback, the worst quarterback, or the middle of the pack, you need weapons. You need premium players on your offense. They show that, you know what? Our guy's on a rookie deal. We're going to go all out. Of course, it helps them because they had the number one pick and they didn't need a quarterback. Or they, Based right. on their evaluation, they said, you know what, this is our guy. Let's build around him so that we can, of course, maximize the opportunities to win a Super Bowl while he's on this rookie deal. Because statistics tell us, overall in the NFL, the chances of you winning a Super Bowl or making a deep playoff run consistently, is, if, on a, if you have a quarterback that is on a rookie deal, those, op- those opportunities and those odds are exponentially higher Versus if you have a quarterback that's already on a deal, not a rookie deal. Like, that's just what it is. And that's just the nature of the cap right now uh, or the cap right now. So shout out to them. I very much I've been a DJ, you know, I've I've been a DJ more for a very long time. Um, When he's coming out of Maryland, I was hoping uh, that, you know, he would end up falling to the Cowboys just because he was one of those players that for me. He was one of those college players that legit could play running back or could legit play wide receiver, and he'd be perfectly fine. Uh, his versatility, uh, the Christmas, the crispiness of the routes, um, reliable hands, and he just had that—he had that next level speed, speed, and speed that I've always desired and won in my entire life. <laughs> so, with Justin Fields, who of course comes from the Ohio State University, gets an, an additional weapon like that, and then of course all those draft picks. And it's a great, it was a great deal for both teams. Yeah. That's the thing about it. You you get to offset a contract, and I'm certain the Carolina Panthers wanted to get out of us in some way, shape, or form and, and rebuild. It's like the second or third rebuild right. during our lifetime we've seen the, Pan- the Panthers take on. So I think it was a good deal for both teams. I'm really excited for what this means for Justin Fields as a player, um, allowing him to continue to trend upwards uh, in terms of being a better quarterback. Because he, he has room for growth, and this is yeah. certainly going to help it. And you know DJ Moore is no slouch himself. You know, consistently having a thousand yard season or thousand scrimmage yards, regardless of who's at the helm, yeah. you know, throwing the ball to him at
1: the quarterback position. And the and the Panthers hired Frank Reich. You kind of had the idea that they were going to try their best to move up the draft board and try to mm-hmm. get a quarterback that uh, Reich was Minty in man. love with. And uh, yeah, Stroud was one of those guys that impressed and. um the other part of this Dane, we kind of have it seems like the first two picks are already solidified with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young 1 2 um however order that goes but that third pick mm-hmm. is being held by the Arizona Cardinals um mm-hmm. they have their quarterback in Kyler Murray although he although obviously although he's out right now with a torn ACL but um i would assume i would assume that that pick is something they they will be shopping um considering there are other teams that are quarterback needy and you have uh guys like Anthony Richardson who definitely um boosted his draft stock during the combine mm-hmm. you have Will Levis there who impressed as well but that third pick is something the Cardinals can kind of use uh to to shop and try to improve their team because there's a lot of holes on on um on that Arizona team, but with Anthony Richardson, Dana, I guess we can kind of go to the combine p- part of this. Uh, what a performance by him, considering um, a lot of knock of, of on him was his actual game film and game tape, and only playing twelve games as a starter at Florida. But man, I kept looking up, and I think we talked about it a little bit through Twitter. Like he was breaking like all kinds of these combine quarterback records um very young guy and i listened to a podcast where he was talking about his favorite players growing up was cam newton and lamar jackson like his nickname on the when he was growing up or i want to say in high school and college was cam jackson Mm -hmm. because he you know he liked both quarterbacks and he he played and he played like them so they
0: are 15 which I yeah he did away with that name because of, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, very mature
1: of him. Right. Um, um, but yeah, man, what, what'd you kind of think of the, oh, I didn't even drop your, your music. Oh, man, let good. me, let me, let me. It's my time, time. for out. General Hull. General Homeboy segment brought to you by our guy Keith.
0: Shout out to Keith.
1: Yeah, dang what what you what do you think of Anthony Richardson and some other guys in the combine that that impressed you, bro?
0: So first things first, I just want to go on the record and say I'm still rooting for the young cat. I'm rooting for the little guy. You know, everything is trending towards CJ Stroud getting picked first overall, and I have no problems with that. Go Buckeyes. However, I that still doesn't mean – it's not a negative or a slight towards Young. It just isn't an opportunity for the right team to take a chance on him. So going back to your original point about the Cardinals possibly moving out of that role, the Colts. The,
1: Which is right – they're sitting right there at four. Exactly.
0: Yeah. The Colts, the Raiders, yeah. <clears throat> the Falcons, <clears throat> excuse me, the Tennessee Titans.
1: <laughs> All What's the teams the that said they wouldn't go after Lamar Jackson. Look,
0: look the Jets, the Patriots – uh, the Packers, any of those teams could be eyeing that number three pick like Birdman in one mm-hmm. of his signature you know, moves, eyeing that pick. So it just depends on what type of compensation or what type of premium draft capital Arizona can get in return, assuming that they want to move out of that spot because they feel like they have their guy. I'm not going to say anything else about that. Second part of that is. The combine was phenomenal. My wife and I, we enjoyed it as we do every single year. We always watch the combine together just because she um has the opportunity to learn a little bit more about these guys. But also, um, her little brother plays for Florida, so he, you know, he was a teammate of uh, of AR. So that was a, a joy for us to see those highlights and like, oh look, there's your brother right there. So there was an opportunity for us to watch a lot of good, you know, a lot of good players in their evaluation process and the way they've answered and that's the fool. Masterfully answer questions and interact with other professionals, or soon to be professionals. I loved what I saw. I'm sorry. I loved what I saw from Jackson Smith and Jacob. He's gonna be a very dynamic player for the Ohio State. Oh, yeah, of course, that goes to that same room. The Ohio State University wide receiver you. He put on a phenomenal show. I would have loved to see him run the forty-yard dash, but of course, based on the injury history that he's had and his flimsy uh, hamstrings, that just wasn't the best opportunity. But it didn't stop him from essentially being or having some of the fastest times in some of the other field drills. That's not even mentioned the smoothness in his routes that he was running, and then all the you know the other receiver drills that he just looked very natural. And this the 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 moment, the best moment for me. Was watching during the quarterback drill, just I guess the receiver drills too. CJ Stroud under center throwing to who? The Rose Bowl MVP himself, Jackson Smith and the Chip. So I was, I was ecstatic about that. Very excited, you know. Of course, you know. So he's a Texas boy, so I got a root from there too. But for me, he showed out <clears throat> on the defensive side. Can I pick an entire position group?
1: Sure, go ahead.
0: Okay. Entire positions group that I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick, and I, and it's a toss. It's a cop out on top of a cop out. I'm going with the defensive ends and linebackers. They had a day. There wasn't a single time that my f- eyes weren't glued to the TV watching. Okay, who's who? Which one of these 270 pound behemoths are going to run a four three? Which one of these guys is six foot seven, <laughs> hand size twelve feet? Which one of y'all is going to end up, you know, running, you know, a super, super, very quick, you know, shuttle or who's going to have a jump out the gym explosive vertical jump. They, to me, the lights and the cameras were on them. Now, obviously, we had a lot of good quarterbacks that had a good showing, but they're supposed to do great throwing up against air. As Coach Hoggie's always tell us, (laughs) you're playing against air. You're supposed to do well, but they did. They did well, and that's not going to take anything away from them. I'd be more concerned about those guys on the defensive side of the ball because they are they are fast, and they so fast. They make fast people seem not fast. So the entire you – know, That seems
1: to be a deep class along with the running back class that's yes. coming in.
0: Yes. So if you need edge rush help, if you need a run stopper, if you need a sideline, to sideline linebacker, this is the draft to get it. This is the draft to get it. So – that's how I felt. I was very glad about the the outcome. Unfortunately, there was only I think one or two people that got hurt. I was I was hoping that no one got hurt, but one guy got hurt and he still went on to do the bench press.
1: I was gonna, yeah, from USC, yeah, from uh, USC offensive line. I can't remember so his name. Off hopefully,
0: top. he. I mean, the Cowboys have a history of picking guys in the second round and redshirting them or just picking questionable people in the second round. I mean, it might be a reach, call it what you want, but that might be an opportunity someone recovering from an ACL injury, go ahead and sit them down that first year, get them up to weight, get their strength up, then let them come back in season two and, you know, let's have a party. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. Yep. Um, what about you? Do you have any any player or anybody that sticked out or, do you know, anything in general that you were looking for to I, that I, satisfied?
1: I, I didn't watch as intently as you did, but um, like I mentioned off the top, just yeah. Anthony Richardson just impressed me like – I I'm so happy for him and like being able to see like kind of his background where he came from and just like, he is built there before I get to that. But there was like a, a clip from him that I saw where he was walking into like the common, I guess, like from outside in and stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the, uh, I don't know if it's like a media member or somebody asked him uh, what position he played. And he said, (laughs) What what position you think I play? And the person said, "Oh, you got to be a linebacker, because he's six four, two forty four, and he's like, no, I play quarterback." And he
0: he hit like a linebacker. Yeah, He was like a linebacker.
1: And so I I I really hope that he doesn't go to the Raiders because that's just gonna be another punch to my. Favorite players going to rival teams' fandom, and so showing the hell out and showing out. So, I mean, the Raiders need a quarterback, obviously, with Derek Carr going, so that could be a possibility. Five, reasons. Five obvious reasons they could be oh, them going up. Wh- so,
0: I have a, a question for you. Yeah, obviously, player comp. I don't know player comps. Not saying what what their career is going to be like, but player comps in terms of the measurables, how they play, or just who they remind you of when they play for you. Who's who's that for for Ar?
1: I mean, it's not hard to make that comparison to, to Cam Newton. Uh, ah, he's bigger. I don't think Cam was too f- – Maybe he's like two fifty, right? I don't know if he's Cam, that.
0: Cam is definitely taller, but slower yeah. in terms of the
1: forty yard dash. Uh, six four. Yeah, a little a little shorter okay, than six, Cam. Five, six six. Um, okay. But okay, a, a lot of the a lot of the plays that if you look at the film, a lot of the plays okay. that he made. One in particular that crazy running around play. I want to say it was against Tennessee, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um that was a little it's I hate I don't hate player comes, but when when I say a comparison, that's not me saying I think he's going to be like right. him.
0: Reminds you esque
1: there was that particular play where he did some Patrick Mahomes kind of Oh, you're talking
0: about the fake pe- the fake pass yes. around. Yes. yes. Yes.
1: That that play in particular if you guys if you're listening go go look that play up, you know what I'm talking about, but Okay. Um let me hit, let me hit you
0: with some stuff real quick. So, the beautiful thing about draft season, I, I, one of the things I love about it is the player comp portion. Yeah. Right. So the obvious player comp that was going around was, you know, Cam Newton and the second coming of Cam Newton, a lot of people have justifiably said the second coming of Cam Newton. Um the second coming of Cam Newton was Josh Allen, which is very, very relatable. He, for me, he reminds me of Josh Allen because they both have questionable accuracy issues coming into the league. They both, if you look at their stats, they both have atrocious, atrocious accuracy issues. And of course that can be fixed by um, you know, working on working on your 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 feet, your technique, your throwing motion, you know, the way your your hips on base when you're throwing like that can be worked on. Of course, the NFL being the the amazing league that they are, uh, and their arrogant league that they are like, oh yeah, I can fix that guy. This is an opportunity for a team that's like oh yeah, I can fix that guy. The same thing with Josh Allen because Josh Allen for a lot of people who don't remember this, but when he's a Wyoming that. Their completion percentage wasn't where it was supposed to be. Now, granted, dude had a cannon and he was not tanking as well. And,
1: and another thing that was a knock against him was playing Wy or playing for Wyoming in that conference. Not exactly high level but, competition.
0: And as we see, it's paying off. Now, granted, he, we want the playoffs to be a little bit better, but that's a team. To me, at least, that's that's a reflection of the team, not specifically a the person themselves. Unless they're responsible for like four or five turnovers and things like that. Anywho, player comp that I I think was was reasonable or is reasonable for this guy. It's Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. Yeah. In terms of very, very strong arm. Has done some very freaky stuff in terms of, you know, On arm the talent and, and yeah. ball placement. But there is an oppor- there is an opportunity um, for an advancement and an opportunity for growth for him. So I'm looking forward to he's a very intriguing player. Yeah. He's very exciting to listen to. Um dude did a backflip. <laughs> so it's like you know, you like you you like what you see, but you want to see him confirm and back up what you see on the tape and yeah. get better. That's the that's the bottom line. We can be excited about it, but the also in the, the, keeping the back of your mind, you want this player to continue to get better. Yeah, just because his his ceiling, his ceiling is the roof. It's high. <laughs> <hot>. It's <laughs> high. It is high.
1: Yeah, man, I agree. And you know, they still have a lot of time to improve draft stock. Um, got pro days. We're still a month and a half. Or so away from the draft, which is on April twenty seventh. Um, maybe, maybe the duo will come back and do another live stream for the. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, now it's time for. What's that sound? No! new segment brought to you by shout out the key episode 8 the penultimate episode of season 1 of the last of us um finds ellie similar to the video game i feel like this particular episode is match for match probably we've said it a lot we bar have said it a bar. lot
0: bar for bar bar
1: for bar <laughs> this might have been the closest bar for bar match for match from the video game um, it finds Ellie after Joel is ill in the last episode after getting stabbed. Um, seems like he's on the edge of <laughs> on stabbed. the edge of death. <laughs> got stabbed. Uh, they're in this uh, it's wintertime now and they're in this uh, log cabin basement area. And Ellie has to go find help because he's dying. He's literally dying. Um, goes out into the woods, similar to the game where she's hunting a deer, shoots a deer for For food purposes obviously um and ends up crossing paths with two gentlemen. one is David, I believe that's his name, leader of this later we find out he's the leader of this 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 crazy group Colt. uh cult, if you will um basically to to keep a long story short, they exchange the deer that she shot for medicine um because she knows she has to get medicine to joe to for Joe to improve. Um uh then we see um the audience is put putting together the facts when David is talking to Ellie about um him having some men going out on a on a journey or whatever and crossing paths with a guy and with this young girl. Um and we find out that that is the same group that Joel and Ellie encountered where Joel Killed a guy and then was stabbed Or was it Ellie that killed him I think it was Joel
0: They both had a hand in the yeah, yeah The life taking of this individual Yeah, <laughs>
1: And at that moment Ellie's kind of like Oh snap yeah this is not a good Situation she ends up getting um, Kidnapped by Them um, Finds out they're cannibals <laughs> <laughs> um, And so Ellie basically feels like she's about to get <laughs> Be next on the menu So to speak <laughs> So um disgusting. but before that before that they kind of they they let her go after she gets the medicine so she's able to go and uh shoot up uh joel and gives him the medicine um she mentioned she gives him a knife and mentions that you know if if people are coming you know you better be prepared to, to fight for your life basically um and so you know in, in joel in hero like fashion gets rolled up on and he uh he does what Joel does <laughs> put some bodies in the on, on that counter um mm-hmm. but yeah we see ellie um basically on the brink of death and she the only way she could save herself when they they're literally about to chop her up and she says i'm infected she shows them the uh infection wound or whatever that she has and ends up breaking free just like in the video game um but the, the 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 villainous character of David, um, very similar to the game, seems like a nice guy, but then it kind of just starts to unravel when um Ellie kind of gets in gets in his head about him being crazy and uh so to speak, but uh when you get to the to the warehouse or big fire scene where Ellie is forced to kind of help herself. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a different aspect in the video game. In the in the game, I believe Joel helps her in the very end. Like the part that you play in the game is is Ellie, but there's a scene towards the end where Joel helps. Um, actually does does she come in? Does he come in at the end? I'm trying to remember. I know in the game, in the in the show in particular, it's mm-hmm. Ellie all by herself, right? Um, bashing. And that scene in the end where he bashes, she bashes him was very brutal and reminded me of that first scene we saw with Joel when he kept punching the guard and Ellie watched. Um way to tie we'll, that back. Yeah. Way to tie that back because yeah.
0: spoiler alert, you, you know, if you're still here with us. Aside from the fact that David and his whole sect of people that knew that they were eating human flesh are disgusting human beings, but Joel did save the day. Emotionally, for Ellie. Now he didn't save her physically; she did that herself. But emotionally, they showed the cohesion between them. The point A to point B. This is point B right now. He has fully accepted to the father role. When he embraced her, he called her baby girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You you brought it up during the first episode when he lost his daughter, and he was you know yeah. he. A part of him crept up and was like, you finna die. And the same thing happened with Ellie, bashing this dude's head in, who had no, nothing but ill intent on his mind. Powerful, powerful scene with them embracing and finally coming to terms. Like, this is this is so much more than a mission of me getting her to where she's supposed to go. Yeah, We're supposed to grow together. I'm supposed to be the father she needs, and she's, she's going to be the daughter that I need type of situation. Right. So that was beautiful. Ellie was, she was on one on this one. Like, and again, it was, this was, and it's, I can't even say life or death because this is far worse than death. Like who wants to be eaten? Yeah. It's disgusting. But I didn't realize I had this whole, well, and I can't remember it, and I haven't, I hadn't watched it. I usually rewatch it before we record, but I couldn't remember if they were eating the deer meat at the you know when they showed his plate and his plate was like his portions were com- david I'm talking about his uh-huh. plate was significantly bigger than everybody else's I can't remember if that was before they got the deer or after if it was before that's a nasty ass dude
1: well I I, mean, I, I I can't remember that oh go ahead finish finish what oh, you gonna
0: yeah. say that's a nasty dude cuz they showed everybody's plate and they showed that they were rationing and everybody had like three bites of 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 a piece of a food but his entire plate was was full of food of meat And I can't remember if we're supposed to know if that was if we're supposed to assume that was. Yeah, I need to rewatch because when they brought the deer, deer, when they they brought the
1: deer in, they ate again. Mm -hmm. They ate after they brought the deer in because the cook lady, she's like, "What is this?" And uh, David Sidekick, dude, he's like, "It's venison." I don't know if you remember that part, Um, but I don't know if that was before or after what the scene you're talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But that's yeah, that's crazy, disgusting. bro. In a apocalypse, like, I mean, I would never do that. I'd rather just go on out than eating humans, bro. Yeah,
0: man.
1: Especially the way the world is in that particular world, bro. Just let me go home. Like, it's uh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Disgusting. Um, but uh, yeah, episode eight was a very emotional one. We see Ellie kind of. Um, I feel like this is she took a leap. The the yeah the we've seen it kind of build up ever since she saw like we said Joe beat that guard like this her, is her game six
0: her her yeah facts <laughs> man
1: flu game game six however you want to mm-hmm. put put it because I like winced when she was bashing David's head in like I was like I really I winced watching that the entire time but it kind of just brought me back to the part where like she is it kind of goes to the fact that she has gone through so much she is somehow continuing to fight for her life um one because she loves Joel and she doesn't she she already feels like at this point he's probably dead and she's just trying to push on at, at this point but the fact that she's scary <laughs> yeah. she's she's scary as hell I would never want to mess with this 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 we, girl bro But we knew we had
0: an idea that she had she had that dog in her before when she Savagely killed that um uh, that clicker that was merged into the wall in that basement of that little yeah. convenience store. Like she pulled out a knife and like the way she killed it, yeah. Leave her little maniacal ass alone. <laughs> she don't leave her alone. But she you know, she held her on and she's she has arrived. Yeah. She has arrived.
1: And 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 for those that I went and yesterday then I went and watched the game version of the ending um and so it brought me back to what bella bella ramsey the actress that plays ellie said that fans of the game will be divided on the ending which of this season so i'm not sure where they're going to go with this i'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't played the game but it's
0: spoiler alert we're going to talk about this okay go ahead spoiler alert so if you don't want to know mute this turn it off whatever so correct from wrong, I remember he ended up shooting up the place because he realized they were, in order to develop a cure, they went out to kill her, right? Correct. So he went ahead and... <laughs> bah, yep.
1: bah, and saved
0: her. Wiped her. Okay. What could possibly happen that they're going to be divided on that goes away from the source material? Joe, her, a-
1: her actually dying? Somebody <laughs> dying? Like the story do not yeah, go I don't know.
0: with her dying, though.
1: Right. It, it can't. It can't. Maybe it can't, because she's because I
0: mean, Joel. She's main
1: Spoiler alert! Again, yeah. Joel doesn't die until, no, the, until the, the second yeah. game. So in the first, what? Yeah. First. So that could be minutes, the twist 40. where he dies. Now, um. I Yeah, I, I can't see, like you said, Dan, I can't see anything being more, more oh, controversial.
0: Or it does play out the way that they do instead of it starting season one, starting with the death of Joel, maybe they have that attached at the very end of the episode. So you get through, he massacres everyone at the facility and they get away. There's a little time skip. And then, you know, they show them at this house or town or getting tied up in a costume. Uh You see old girl pull up with a golf club. Yeah. And then of course the episode ends and all you hear is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On some walking dead kind of stuff. How the walking dead used to do their seasons. Like when, uh, Negan. when, uh, um, came, yeah, you didn't know was, who he killed till the next season came. That was TV, came.
0: bro. <laughs> that was TV. Like the way they did us had that boy Rick crying, the snot running down his face.
1: Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Yep. Episode nine on Sunday. Uh, very much will be a doozy, Dane. And before we get out of here, <laughs> uh, some Marvel news: uh, John Bernthal returning as the Punisher for Daredevil: Born Again series. Get that, get
0: that man the claps, bro!
1: Yeah, clap, yeah. Man. Oh, uh, let me see if I can find the uh, the uh, the, uh, the applause here. It, it was rumored to uh, to happen, and now we got the official from Hollywood Reporter. Um, John Bernthal is returning to his most punishing role. The actor will reprise (laughs) Frank Castle, a.k.a. Anti-Hero the Punisher, in Marvel Studios' Daredevil Born Again for Disney+. Bernthal joins Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in the series, which begins shooting in New York this month. In a departure from other Marvel series, which come in at six or nine episodes per season, Born Again is planned as a whopping 18-episode epic. Writers and executive producers Matt Corman and Chris Ord are behind the show, which is expected to bow in the spring of 2024. That's crazy. 18 episodes. Um, oh, They're about to
0: put us. they about to give us that narcotic, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we're all fans of this move. Uh, it was an expected yeah. move. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the last move. Um, I'm especially like. If they want to bring together the uh, the defenders oh, okay. with Jessica Jones and um, yeah. what's yeah. our what's homeboy name? Luke Luke Cage Luke Cage. Uh, Luke,
0: Luke Cage and the Immortal the Immortal Iron Fist.
1: It's got to be a yeah, new guys. character. It gotta, can't be that gotta yeah. be new Cage. actor that new, is. Look a new variant, <laughs> new variant. Yeah, <laughs> bringing the variants, <laughs> <laughs> bring in the variant. facts, facts. But uh, yeah, quick quick thoughts before we get out of here. What you what do you think about this this casting?
0: Man, he was one of the more memorable parts of the Daredevil series, just because
1: he's, those scenes um, they had together were crazy,
0: tsh, bruh, bruh. They they did the dang thing. They did the dang thing. Um, I'm I'm excited. I hope it all goes well. I hope we enjoy it the way that we've enjoyed everything else. And the beautiful thing about it is, Joe, Joe, <laughs> my bad, John. John has some range. John has some range. So we're going to get, we're going to get not only a hell of a portrayal, but we're going to get some new things with that Disney money. So we have Netflix money in terms of, you know, producing and and things like that. But now we got that Disney money. So uh, as long as they, you know, if they bring back Misty Knight. hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, our other boy got cast into the MCU from Hmm. walking dead. Uh, it's he's for a character that I don't know. Um, Stephen, uh, how you oh,
0: from Incredible? I mean, not incredible, Invincible.
1: Oh, yeah, he is invincible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen, how you pronounce his last name? Ewan, I don't want to chop it up. Yeah, Stephen Ewan, he was in, he was Glenn in The Walking Dead. If those, he was also in, you
0: know. uh, was he in
1: uh, the Jordan Pill? Oh, nope. Yeah, nope. Yeah, he was in Nope. Um, but he's he's slated to play uh His characters, characters already called? been identified? Yes. Ooh. Uh Let me So you got the
0: inside inside school.
1: Yeah. Steven Ewan's big superhero revealed by new rumor. He is supposed to be in Thunderbolt's movie.
0: Oh, he's got a pretty
1: big role in uh as Century. Just oh, like the century, century, yeah, he like, like the the Superman evil Superman. There we go. Thank you, Dane. He's and playing century.
0: No weakness. His only weakness is really himself. Yeah. I mean, so it's gonna have a lot of plot armor. Damn, that's cold. Yeah. You got to bulk the hell up. They.
1: Here. It's so dope. Like Marvel always casts like actors that we love. Like yeah. I, I don't ever remember having an actor like getting cast or actress, and I'm like, ugh. Like they all man, been like, Iron
0: Fist, Iron Fist, I was like oh, right. Well, on, MCU era. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. said we don't claim that. We don't, we don't it's like claim that. like the distant that. cousin twice removed on your, on your father's side. I
1: got you. facts, facts, but uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to Dame. But anything else you want to say uh, specifically what the YouTube people say before we get out of
0: here? Hey man, don't forget, man. Hit that follow, like, and subscribe, man. to Get all the exclusive content, man. Don't, don't forget, man. Join the naughty game, man. Help me, man. Yeah, get and if you follow, like, and subscribe within the next 30 seconds, man, you're going to get entry into so this giveaway we have, man. We're giving away a fresh pair of sneakers. Probably it's not going to fit you. But anyways, you get a fresh pair of sneakers that are signed by me, man. And the whole time, they tell you to follow, like, and subscribe, and they promise you all this premium content. They give you a 10-hour-long video and only three seconds of the video is premium content. That's not the case here. You're That's not what we hours, do. You're gonna get hours and hours and hours long worth of content, and all of it's gonna be premium. Now we ain't gonna give you no you no know, sweepstakes, not yet. Uh, free t-shirts, free shoes, none of that type of stuff. But keep on hold on to your seats, keep rocking with us, and maybe uh, we'll,
1: we'll we'll think of something. Uh, <laughs> we'll think of
0: something like the YouTubers do. To, to like the YouTubers you do. You
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dane. No Episode one oh one of the Duo Sports what and Stuff it, podcast. It, what?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One
1: on one. Uh, Appreciate y'all for rocking with us as you always do. My guy, Dane, on the other side. I'm Deontay. The duo, we out. The duo.